expect in terms of what we expect. Uh, when things kind of work out the way we're expecting them to work out or the way that we plan them to work out or the way that we hope them to work out, you know, what a wonderful moment that is. How great is that? And yet there are also times in our life often where things happen to us unexpectedly. Uh, you know, often in our lives, it's not we, what we expect, it's what we don't expect that really can shape and form uh, our whole life and really affect us for a good time to come. And so I think one of the most important things for us in life is to be as open uh, and prepared as we can be for the unexpected. There have been things that have happened in your life and my life that were totally unexpected, that were just glorious, wonderful surprises, uh, wonderful things that occurred, gifts that people have given you, uh, surprise parties, um, something that came in the mail that was incredibly uplifting, or a phone call or an email that was incredibly encouraging to you. How great are those moments? Those are moments that uh, we still celebrate in this moment. I can notice by your eyes and your smiles that you're thinking of those moments that happened to you. And then there are other moments that come unexpectedly that we wonder whether we are going to survive them or not, whether we will make it through or not, and what tomorrow may hold. And so with that in mind, I share with you a story that Max Lakoto shares called Old Man and a Bucket of Shrimp. It happened every Friday evening almost without fail when the sun resembled a giant orange and was starting to dip into the blue ocean. Old Ed came strolling along the beach to his favorite pier. Clutched in his bony hand was a bucket of shrimp. Ed walks out to the end of the pier where it seems he almost has the world to himself. The glow of the sun is a golden bronze now. Everybody's gone except for a few joggers on the beach. Standing out on the end of the pier, Ed is alone and with his thoughts and his bucket of shrimp. Before long, however, he is no longer alone. Up in the sky, a thousand white dots come screeching and squawking, winging their way toward that lanky frame standing there on the end of the pier. Before long, dozens of seagulls have engulfed him, their wings fluttering and flapping wildly. Ed stands there tossing shrimp to the hungry birds. As he does, if you listen closely, you can hear him say with a smile, thank you. Thank you. In a few short minutes, the bucket is empty, but Ed doesn't leave. He stands there lost in thought as though transported to another time and place. When he finally turns around and begins to walk back toward the beach, a few of the birds hop along the pier with him until he gets to the stairs, and then they too fly away. And old Ed quietly makes his way down to the end of the beach and on home. If you were sitting there on the pier with your fishing line in the water, it might seem like a funny old duck, as my dad used to say, or to onlookers, he's just another old codger, lost in his own weird world, feeding the seagulls with a bucket full of shrimp. To the onlooker, rituals can look either very strange or very empty. They can seem altogether unimportant, maybe even a 
lot of nonsense. Old folks often do strange things, at least in the eyes of boomers and busters. Most of them would probably write old it off down there in Florida, and that's too bad. They would do well to know him better. His full name was Eddie Rickenbacker. He was a famous hero in World War I, and then he was in World War II. On one of his flying missions across the Pacific, he and his seven crew members went down into the Pacific. Miraculously, all of the men survived, crawled out of their plane, and climbed into a life raft. Captain Rickenbacker and his crew floated for days on the rough waters of the Pacific. They fought the sun. They fought sharks. But most of all, they fought thirst and hunger. By the eighth day, their rations ran out. No food, no water. They were hundreds of miles from land, and no one knew where they were or even if they were alive. Every day across America, millions wondered and prayed that Eddie Rickenbacker might somehow be found alive. The man adrift needed a miracle. That afternoon, they had a simple devotional service and prayed for a miracle from God. They tried to nap. Eddie leaned back and pulled his military cap over his nose. Time dragged on. All he could hear was the slap of the waves against the raft. Suddenly, Eddie felt something land on the top of his cap. It was a seagull. Old Ed would later describe how he sat perfectly still, planning his next move. With a flash of his hand and a squawk from the gull, he managed to grab it and wring its neck. He tore the feathers off, and he and his starving crew made a meal of it, a very slight meal for eight men. Then they used the intestines for bait. With it, they caught fish, which gave them food and more bait, and the cycle continued. With that simple survival technique, they were able to endure the rigors of sea until they were found and rescued some 24 days later at sea. Eddie Rickenbacker lived many years beyond that ordeal, but he never forgot the sacrifice of that first life-saving seagull. And he never stopped saying, thank you. That's why almost every Friday night, he would walk to the end of the pier with a bucket full of shrimp and a heart full of gratitude. You know, wonderful, one of the wonderful lessons we can learn from Eddie Rickenbacker is that if we survive an ordeal in our life, that maybe one of the best things we can do throughout the rest of our life is to say thank you and to have an attitude of gratitude. Amen.